0: And welcome to the Chase Your Greatness podcast. Today's guest is Charlie Perks. Now, a few of you might remember Perks and I put ourselves through hell late last year. The hell I speak of was dubbed Chris and Perksy's 24 hours in the pain cave, a challenge which consisted of a 2k ride, a 1k row, a 1k ski, and a 1k run on repeat for 24 hours straight. Today, Perks and I sit down to debrief our 24 hours. We dive into the conversation that led up to us coming up with the challenge our mindset throughout the support system that we had throughout the whole 24 hours as well the different conversations that both he and i had and we had with ourselves throughout our entire challenge different coping strategies we used to get ourselves through and ultimately we just discussed where our heads went throughout the whole 24 hours it was a massive challenge one that perks and i definitely won't forget in a hurry and we managed to raise just over 6k for Lifeline Australia in the process. Please keep in mind that throughout this conversation, we do touch on some sensitive issues. So if it does raise anything for you, please reach out to lifeline.org.au, get in touch with them on 13 11 14, or simply reach out to either myself or Perksy. Our details to get in touch with us will be in the show notes. If you're looking to grab your copy of our Chase Your Greatness journal, simply jump on Amazon, type in Chase Your Greatness into the search bar, pick yours up, and start your chase today. Along with that, any little bit of support that you want to give our show, we greatly appreciate it. Whether it's a rating on Spotify, sharing across social media, or simply just starting a conversation with your mates, any little bit helps. Now, without further ado, let's dive in. Here's my conversation with Charlie Perks. Righto, Perksy. Thank you for uh, coming in and sitting down with me, mate.
1: Uh, thanks for having me.
0: Not a problem. Um, now, for those that, that don't know, um, Perksy and I went through a, a pretty decent challenge about about a month ago, um, raising as much money as we could for, for Lifeline. We, we dubbed it Chris and Perksy's 24 Hours in the Pain Cave. Um, and it consisted of a... a 2k bike, a 1k row, a 1k ski, and a 1k run. run, run was generous, but it was supposed to be a 1k run um, on repeat for for 24 hours to see what could happen. So that was what we did. We haven't really debriefed about it. We didn't really brief about it. Um, we've had conversations in passing <laughs> and just trying to sort it out and. That was about it so this is probably going to be the the most we've spoken about the event either prior to or after um, um since so looking forward to it mate this will be this will be entertaining yeah thanks Now this
1: is yeah like you said this is like the first time I've actually sat down and got to really pull it apart and actually talk about what what we did and what happened during and I guess what happened after as well
0: so from from your perspective how did it come about
1: How'd it come about? Um, yeah, well, funny enough, like a probably a month or so prior, um, myself and a few of the boys did a another challenge, um, which was a five-hour challenge at work, um, kind of titled that Taste of Goggins, uh, I'm a big David Goggins fan, but uh, well, we did that here, here at, um, at the school and yeah, that was uh, a, a challenge that we did um, throughout the gym and uh, was I think it was five pull-ups, 20 push-ups, uh, 10 cows on the skier, 10 medicine ball throws, uh, 10 burpees and a 750-meter run outside. Um, and we just repeated that f- for the five hours. Um, I actually saw something on, on Instagram of a bloke. I think it was a world champion um, paddleboarder or something like that. And I saw him do a three hour challenge look pretty good and then I saw him do a, a five hour and then he did a twenty four hour and I thought geez twenty four hour be pretty sick but um, I'll write five hour one first, see, see how we go with that and then yeah, at work in passing our I don't know, conversation of three three or so minutes
0: turned into a challenge later on <laughs> that we <laughs> ended up writing on in the day. It was genuinely that too. Like, it, it wasn't even a big conversation, it was just us walking past, I was like, hey Perks, what are you into to about this? Oh, yeah, all right. And then it kind of just, just grew from there. But that five-hour challenge you did with the with the fellas out here in the gym, like, you did it, and or you came up with it and said, this is what we're doing for five hours. I was like, mate, I've got better things to do on my Saturday morning. <laughs> um, and then I was very, very quick to ask, A, whether you're okay, and B, whether you're working through some things. because. <laughs> seemed like you were trying to exercise your, your way through some issues but nah, it turns out it was just um was it was it just a, like I guess a challenge for you was it, yeah. was, it, was it an opportunity to go oh cool like this seems pretty pretty wild let's have a crack at it and see how we go
1: yeah i guess um yeah it wasn't, wasn't obviously a challenge but i just thought of like how hard can i make it and see how whether i just can keep going or how the body reacts so i guess i like seeing how how far you can push it before um, your body or your mind gives in and I guess once um getting through that I kind of felt pretty good to be honest like it was it was hard don't get me wrong but um, at the end of it I was like I can still move I can still run I can still you know do push ups and stuff if I had to Um what what is the body like capable of what, how much further can we can we push it and I guess talking to you about it kind of you know, started with oh, uh, maybe we could we could walk for twenty for twenty four hours and see how far we can walk, and then you you mentioned oh yeah, I want to do a twenty four hour ski, and I thought oh, do you have to know about a twenty four hour ski? <laughs> um, and then I was like oh, f- what about we add in a row? And like, oh yeah, it was kind of just passing comments, and then it was kind of just formed into this this idea that this um we made a reality in the end.
0: Yeah, it was a bit more energy that came out with every little option that we threw up. It was like a 24-hour walk, I was like, that's gonna be pretty boring. Yeah. Like, oh, what about this? Oh, what about this? And then everyone, we kinda we it was like we we turned into little kids on Christmas morning by the end of it, didn't we? Yeah, like we kinda sat there and was like, oh man, this is gonna be sick, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this, and then we kind of kept it to ourselves for for a couple of days. And then as soon as we told someone it was like this West is bread. this is what we're thinking of doing, yeah. then we're like, well fuck, we're in it now, aren't we? We're in it now. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that was. I think that was the the most exciting part. Cause I remember messaging each other, and we were like, "Well, we're in the deep end now. There's no, there's no turning back." Yeah. We've we've mentioned it, and um, yeah, we mentioned that we want to raise a bit of money too. So I thought that was that was a really good idea um, on our behalf. Like, it's all well and good to do something pretty hard like that, but let's um, let's do something good with it too.
0: Yeah, that was the that was the tipping point. I think like. Just having little, little conversations around it, it always kind of gave us the option to go, well, oh yeah, you know, we've just kind of spoken about it with a few different people. But at the moment we, A, attached a fundraiser to it, um, and it went out on social media, yeah. that was the, that was like, we've closed the door behind us, I think. It and no there was like, back. there was no turning back there. But then when the first donation rolled in, it was like the door was just bolted and locked behind yeah. us. <laughs> like, there's definitely no turning back now. So, I'm not gonna lie. When that first donation came in, I'm like, oh, we're, uh, yeah, now we're now we're definitely in it. Which is, it was cool, it was exciting. It was but I've got to admit, there's a little, a little, a little nervy at the same time. Cause so like, shit, what have I got myself into? Here? Yeah. yeah. It was, um, no, it was cool. And we we had a decent conversation around the. Charity of choice, too, because there was a few different options that we wanted to throw out, were not there?
1: Yeah. Um, I think that was a, that was a big one. We, we've both talked about um, that in passing and a little bit, but I think, like, you know, everyone everyone has their, their struggles in life and, um, you know, mental health is such a, you know, such a, a, big, a big thing these days, though, so just to... Um, know, show people that, you know, there's always people out there that care and that, uh, you know, have your back and that kind of thing. I think that was a, a good choice in the end um, to raise money for.
0: Yeah. And I think, I mean, with me anyway, I've, like, I've worked in in high schools for, oh, since 2000 and, well, since 2010, really. Um, so, yeah, it's almost almost coming up on 15 years of, of working in and out, of, like with, you know kids age from from twelve to to eighteen and you know you you see the best part of, of teaching for me when I was a teacher was always the relationships you' build with your kids um like that was that was the, what made the job worthwhile and you see nowadays and it's still you know it was plenty of it back then and there's still plenty of it now you see all the behind the scenes shit that goes on and all the politics and you know that stuff just doesn't interest me at all and I think it takes away from what teachers are supposed to do and what we as mentors and leaders and you know I guess role models are supposed to do and that's to help prepare these kids for you know life after school and I think people lose sight of that sometimes but I've been like I said being in schools for as long as I have I've seen um, kids hit pretty hard with, with mental health stuff. And, you know, my teaching career, I can think of two, you know, two particular examples where, um, you know, I've had, had people attempt suicide. Thankfully, um, they're still with us, but so I think lifeline holds a special a special spot with me as well um, and that was pretty quick to, to throw that one up and say yep yeah, this is where I think we should we should put our money because I mean and, and it's not saying that any charity is better than the other one because everyone's yeah. out there doing unbelievable work for, for their, their cause but I think just it held a, a pretty I guess a pretty personal oh, what's the word I'm looking for Okay, yeah special spot um, because I've probably been a little bit more touched with it than most Um But being able to kind of raise a bit of cash and raise a bit of awareness around, you know, resilience and and mental health and, you know, having good conversations with people, I think was really important for me. So I'm pretty glad we managed to to do that. We ended up raising, I think, now that it's all said and done. um, 5,000?
1: No, it's more than that. It was about,
0: about, I think it was near six to six and a half, which... Realistically, given the fact we did absolutely nothing in terms of promotion and just kind of just shot a couple of Instagram posts out and said, this is what we're doing. Um, I think it was pretty cool. Yeah, the best part was, was everyone that, that jumped on board, like all the kids
1: really, like in, in the SSP really, really showed their support and um, especially all the ones that, that came in on the day, at the night, in, in the AM um, and, and the finish, that joined in along us us, made it um, a lot easier really. Mm. and just to show you know the support and obviously going, going both ways but you know you kind of get that that relationship and um i guess that trust with with one another and yeah it just shows how good um of a community that you know we, we kind of we kind of built and created here
0: yeah uh, that, and that's part of it like but that was part of it as well you know in terms of just really promoting i guess having people in your corner yeah. Like yeah, I mean you think about kids these day, these days with, you know, social media being the you know, can being potentially as toxic as what it is and then, you know, kids not having the, the skills to to navigate their way through all the bullshit that exists out there and um I think just being able to promote the fact that it's like, yeah, well, you know, you and I doing it together was really I think really important and I think really special because, you know, whilst People might have just looked at it as like, oh yeah, these two are doing something stupid. The fact that I think the way we did it kind of sent a bigger message than what, probably what we even thought at the start. Like the fact that we sit there and we go shoulder to shoulder for the entire 24 hours. It's like, yeah, we we start the bike together, we finish the ski together, we run together every single loop of of that 24-hour run. I think for people just sitting out there and watching... It's like, oh, well, these guys are in the trenches together. There's not one just taking off and leaving the other one for dead. It's like, yeah, yeah these guys are arm in arm the whole time, which I think is is really cool. And, you know, not that we kind of set out to do this challenge to, to spread a message, but I reckon that was actually... And I have really only kind of thought about that afterwards, but, you know, for people watching, I reckon that was pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Uh, that was sick. Because, like, like I said, having people in your corner too it was awesome. Just having, um, you know, people that are probably closest to us that came in um you know throughout the whole time that we're there like i know seco was there probably more than more than anyone um doing the am shift as well like it was there from from when we started to to late at night and he was back from from midnight to when we finished in the morning like
0: yeah who does that yeah he would have done about 18 of the 24 hours with us yeah he wasn't on the ergos he was just just sitting at a desk doing his own work. <laughs> doing his own work, hum, it's Mine yeah, at three AM. Exactly, just getting a juicy pump on at three A. M. Switching over our NBA games and our Netflix movies and, and all that other stuff that we were doing. But no, it was it was cool. Like him, um, M Gibson was another one. She she rolled the AM shift with us too, which is which was pretty cool. Like she was making the sandwiches and all that sort of stuff. So like it does, I mean you you find out who's actually like properly in your corner which yeah. is which is kind of nice but i think um like leading up to it i thought we'd have oh yeah we'd have a little bit of support we might have like a couple of people in but there was i generally genuinely thought like the i thought people would come in like you know 1 a.m. 2 a.m. just for the kind of the novelty of it yeah and i thought from like 9 till midnight would have been pretty quiet but mate the joint was pumping yeah it was, like, it was a pretty cool time 8 p.m. to midnight like there would have been there would have been fifteen twenty people just just in there as well as us like family friends like we were lucky enough like um, Jeremy and, and Jamie Diamond who um, operate Paradise Gym in South Geelong they they donated um, another bike and another ski erg to us um, to use and so we we had our little setup which we'll go into a little bit later because that was half the fun. But um, we had our own little set up, sort of built in the gym, and we kind of put a third set of of virgos along it, um, for people to come along and, and jump on with us as well. We had a little kind of donation tin at the start of the ro- start of the bike as well, so for for them to actually get on and. And put in a bit of work, they had to throw a donation in, which was kinda of cool because we actually raised a fair bit of money from that. But
1: Yeah, that that helped a bit too, just adding on that little that little money tin as well. Yeah, I think
0: it, there was only about five, six hundred bucks in there by the end of it, which was cool. But um so yeah, Jamie and uh, Jamie and Jez donated all that stuff, which was great. Um but it did, it allowed those that came, they weren't just sitting and watching. Like yeah, they, they, got, active, they got they uh, got a taste um, of it too. too yeah. yeah, which was I think was really cool. But
1: that was one of the best parts for me, like you said, people coming in as well just seeing fresh faces throughout the whole challenge really like i know brought me up a lot too like um my girlfriend was there for a lot of the time too which which helped me in some pretty dark dark times through it so um yeah george did an amazing job um i remember i think it was about oh i reckon it was seven thirty p.m i went through a, a bit of a dark point i think the joint was still pretty pretty packed um and then a few of me really close mates from Ballarat. Um, shout out Lockie, Monty, Will, Jerva. They they popped in and um, yeah, they they just lifted my spirits heaps because I was kind of didn't know if they were going to come in or not. Kind of spoke to them about it briefly, and um, when they when they walked in the doors, like man, I was like, Whoa, that's that's epic.
0: What was like, the conversation you had with them beforehand?
1: Like they knew they knew I was doing the challenge. Um, I know the the conversations about it with with people. Like they kind of half understood, half didn't. Like, you know, like, oh, what are you doing again? And then you'd he, explain, you know, we're doing 24 hours of this and this and this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Then they'd kind of click and they go, 24 hours. And you're like, yeah, we're you know, just doing that on repeat. It's like, oh, when do you sleep, we don't, we just, just keep going. And I go, like, oh, why? It's raising a bit of money for, for mental health, you know, trying to spread awareness. Um, But yeah, like the conversation was, you know, they, they knew about it and they, they said, no, we'll, we'll try come down and, and pop in. Um, work and other commitments and that kind of stuff but when they when they rolled through the doors I was like Whoa. yeah that was that was sick mm.
0: I had a it was a couple of moments like that too like um like my my wife Steph and she brought our two little ones in it would have been four o'clock oh no Arlo kind so he finished at four so maybe about quarter to five five o'clock they rolled in and Arlo's come charging into the gym with his big like go daddy sign yeah, song. Big, big song, yeah, yeah. And then like, that was cool. And then you see Etta, who's... Like, she turns two in April, so she just comes waddling through. She's got no idea what's going on, but she's holding her sign as well and stops in the foyer about 15 metres away from where we're going and just puts a sign up above her head. And I'm like, <laughs> we're not over there, darling, but that's cool. But, like, just seeing those two come in, and, like, that was that was really cool. So when they left, um, I had both of their signs just kind of just sitting underneath like where i was doing the bike because every time you go and put your head down you kind of said yeah go daddy we love you daddy that kind of stuff so it was a little a nice little extra motivator and it's
1: funny how little things like that help motivate through the whole thing yeah like the smallest thing and then all of a sudden you just spark back up again Mm. and then you could just you could forget about it and then all of a sudden you look at it again and then you just like spark back up
0: yeah it was cool it was definitely cool um but even like that night, like both of my parents popped in and I didn't think, I, my mum said she was going to stick her head in. But she came in and she's like, yeah, what do you need? She bought us a packet of Mars bar, she bought us a big fruit platter. That fruit, actually, Oggs, that fruit platter genuinely got me through <laughs> the early hours of the morning. I smashed that every time I hit the bike. That was, that was a genuine lifesaver, which was great. Um, but like, even people that like I didn't think would stick their head in kind of just popped their head in. Yeah. It's like, oh, great job, nice work, you know came for a little run up um up vines road with us and yeah it was just it was it was really cool to have like you do it's funny that it takes something stupid like this to realize how many people you've actually got in your corner yeah and and you you realize the ones that actually are there like and on the flip side you probably realize the ones that aren't like yeah. they just tend to be a bit all talk as well but i think that's part of part of life mate like navigating your way through it and you kind of you know shit goes down and you go ah oh, well you know these people I thought were there aren't necessarily there anymore <laughs> and on the flip side you kind of come out as it's like alright, I can I can you know if the chips are down I can kind of turn to you if I need to yeah which I think is really cool but no George was massive mate like yeah she was she was brilliant because I remember right at the start right when we started she had that and I'll let you explain this but she had the got the whiteboard out and and Got the textures out and, and kind of realistically kind of organised everything for us. Yeah, it was
1: it was really I don't know, structured and, and well put together which helped I guess the process easier to to track and, and go along with. Mm. Um yeah, she's she's one of many talents and um she's very good uh drawer. Uh I guess I could say, yeah, she's an artist, she's a cook, she's yeah, she's she's got a lot of talents, but the the piece you put on the, the whiteboard, um, and for the ones that that, that don't know, we just had out the big uh twenty-four hour painting cave written up. Um and then it had all the rounds that we wanted to complete. So I, I guess right at the start we spoke about um we wanted to get fifty rounds in, which would have been fifty Ks of, of everything and um hundred K on the bike.
0: Yeah. Well I kinda when we when we came up with it, I'm like, oh, well it'd be roughly this for you know, this for the bike, this for the ski, this for the row, this for the run, you know, take transition time into it, you know, it gives us a little bit of time to, to kind of stuff around and get some food and do what we need to do. I kind of had it roughly that it was going to, we could probably get 48 rounds done. I was like, yeah, two rounds an hour gives us 48 and then us being asked, we're like, well, if we're going to do 48, we might as well do 50. <laughs> so that became like the... That became the goal, and then all of a sudden we're like, get Alan from The Hangover, like looking at the poker cards, just trying to crunch all the numbers <laughs> in our heads. It's like, oh, well, yeah, if we do this, we hope this pace, this like pace we're gonna, gonna get fifty. Holding. That'll give us a bit of time here. We get fifteen minutes to eat there. We might be able to put our legs up here. Like,
1: we well, were lucky that Seko was good at Matthew. He got on the whiteboard and was able to actually <laughs> break it down. So well, if you get this many in the first three hours, in then you're on track. Yeah, because um, it was
0: eight eight in the eight rounds in the first three we wanted to get and we yep. figured if we got eight rounds in the first 3 hours that would give us a nice bit of a nice buffer to kind of knock out the 50 and then so yeah george rode up round 1 so five columns round 1 to 10 then yeah Jeez. 20 to 30 to 40 to 50 with a little box it was so time consuming it took her nearly like what half an hour 45 minutes actually just to kind of finish the masterpiece on the whiteboard yeah, which yeah. neither of us could be bothered doing no. we were just going to grab a whiteboard marker Thanks and every time line, we rolled in time. off the run just put a line up <laughs> but she put that up um and then it got to 50 and you're like well cause 51 like round 51 or just the number 51 holds a pretty significant spot with you doesn't it
1: yeah yeah I guess um I don't know, 51's just always been a part of my life, I guess. It's always been dad's favourite number, like um our number plate was, was two or fifty one. He, he's a big um cycling fan and loves bikes, so it's got a bit of a reference to that. But I guess for me growing up, um, yeah, fifty one's been been a part of everything. So like looking at that whiteboard and, you know, fifty was our goal, it's like, you know, what's what's one more round when when we get there. So fifty one, um, yeah, we'll definitely have to had to complete in the end um, and it was awesome to have my um, old man as well on like throughout the whole whole challenge he came for a lot of the time and um, joined in with a fair bit of the run and um, the bike and, and the road didn't want to didn't want to touch the ski but that was all good he, he joined in with a lot of the other thing and to, when we got to that round I guess just fast tracking um, yeah doing 51 with, with him was, was pretty special and, and ticking that off at the end was um, yeah like a a big accomplishment I guess
0: what time did we get there Started 51 from... about 7am
1: yeah I reckon it was like very close to 7.30 I reckon
0: yeah because we ended up we ended up doing 55 in total um which is a nice round number um but we finished lap yeah we finished lap 55 I reckon at like 901 or something so we, we timed it pretty well yeah, um and we moved through 55 too because we kind of got there it was like we, we got there and was sort of had we started 54 and was like man do we just like kind of just cruise our way through it and then it'll leave us like you know however long at the end i was like i don't think we can kill 20 minutes mate like i really think we've got to do 55 yeah. and we're like oh, shit, all right so we finished 54 and was like oh let's just go and just just sent round 55 and and Oh, I say sent it, but it would have been going at a pretty snail's pace. <laughs> pretty pretty, pretty average pace. But I after like, 24 hours, the fast.
1: The ergos we kind of we moved quite well. Was just when we got to the run. By that time, was legs were hurting, body was hurting, knees were hurting, everything was hurting. It turned into a bit of a slow shuffle.
0: Yeah, um, if not a walk. Well, that was your idea too. I, right way back when, when we came up with this idea, mine was like, "Yeah, cool, bike, row, ski." Repeat, you're like, nah, let's put a run in there. I'm like, Perksy, running sucks, mate. Like, I'm not doing a run. You go, no, no, we'll just do it. It'll be fine. Like, the runner with be the best bit. And know, I'm like, I, love,
1: I, I did like the run. The run, like, doing everything inside and that little period of time where you got to go outside and it's kind of a new environment, I guess, or a bit of a, a breakaway, kind of split it up. And, like, yeah, it was, it was pretty hard. But you've got the running bug now, I've seen.
0: Nah, no, I'll put that on the shelf.
1: Have you, yeah, put <laughs> running on the shelf. every
0: day. Well, stop pretty early. Yeah, again. so no, I've I've I wanted to do it right. I came up with, was like, well, um, and this has been me since I finished basketball. Right, I, I I need something to kind of do. Like, I need something to focus on, just to kind of I don't know whether it's to keep my focus or just to keep my attention span or just stop me getting bored or or whatever it is. Like, I need something to to kind of. Do and this, this whole challenge was, was part of it anyway, right? Like the whole 24 hour thing is like, I got to the point where I was like, All oh, right, well, you know, a bit of time's gone past. It's like, I haven't really done anything crazy for a bit. What am I going to do? I saw your little five hour challenge, and I'm like, yeah, 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 all right, let's go do something like that. And I'm like, All oh, right, Perks are going for 24 hours straight. What do you reckon? He's like, Yeah, all right, mean, So I'm like, Sweet, there's my next goal. Finish that. Um, I'm like, Ah, oh, well, and I was reading one of I'm reading one of Ant Middleton's books and he was just banging on about, um, I say banging on like a throwaway comment, but he was talking about, um, you know, the importance of staying fit and working the heart muscle and keeping everything pumping and that kind of thing. It's like, well, if you're going to lift versus going to like run or ride or whatever it is, and you know, it's it's probably better to, I mean, obviously it's nice to have a balance of both, but if you're going to through some form of exercise, like get the heart going. To, cause that's the thing that pumps the blood around the body. So that's gonna keep you alive. I'm like, well, that makes sense. Um, then I'm like, well, I'll just try and run every day cause I hate running and that's gonna be hard. So if I can train myself to do something hard every day that I don't want to do, well, then there's only good things that come from that. So I did it for two weeks. Um, and then it just like, my like knees were sort like hurting constantly. They're still not real flash like now. Um, ankles are sore, feet are sore. Um, like I didn't, I didn't mind it, but I found that it was there was stuff that I wanted to do. Like so, I ran around last night with a, a few of my mates uh, back on the basketball court, and training just sucked. Like just couldn't move, mate. Like I was was trotting up and down, and every step I took, it felt like someone was just punching my kneecaps. Like, and I'm like, well, there's other stuff that I want to do. That if I keep running every day, that it's just going to reduce the quality of what I want to do and my enjoyment of what I actually want to do. Like I want to clown around with Arlo and Edda and trot around with them. And if I'm hobbling around like an old man, and I want to try and avoid that for as long as I can, then you know I'll probably going to put oh I might still run but just not every day yeah, <laughs> yeah so I'll flip that um, it's
1: hard one it's like if, a lot of people either love running or they hate running running so there's no really in between nah it's you hate it or you love it yeah
0: hate it <laughs> comfortably someone does oh let's go for a 5k run I was like oh, I'll see your 5k run and I'll do two hours on the ski erg like, like that like and that's what I said I was like oh I'll go bike row ski and you're like no 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 I'll do the run do the run, do the run. I was like mate running's shit <laughs> Um, and I was right, running sucked, but I do agree with you, it was nice, the, the change of scenery was cool, you know, across like 3, 4, 3 or 4am when it was just the two of us out there trotting around, like dead silent, nice and cool, like it was a, a nice change up and when we were eating, like we'd just take a bit of pizza out and run with us and it turned into a walk pretty quickly. Um, it was nice to up. kind of recharge the batteries a little bit, more so probably from a mental standpoint, I think.
1: Yeah, I think the mental side of thing was um, definitely hit like a lot later in the night and in, in the a.m., I guess. That was where I was expecting it to hit. Um, like I said before, around that 7.30 p.m. Um, mark, I didn't really expect it to come then. I was pretty, I was pretty good throughout the whole day, I guess, you know, we had a lot going on, a lot of people coming in, um, you know, George bringing some donuts at one point, we had some food throughout the,
0: the whole Mate, challenge, that was sick. We were banging on about donuts for that long, <laughs> like, alright, cool, I got you. I got you. she came in like a box of 12, i like, oh, this is the best. Ah, <laughs> uh, that, yeah, that was, that was
1: sick, um, but yeah, when, when that came around, I was like, oh, okay, now we're, now we're in it, and then, um. You know, when, when me old man rocked up and, and me boys rocked up and, like, a few boys from Bowling rocked up as well. um, And there was a couple there right at the beginning too. King was there at the start. Like, all that just kept building up and kind of changed the mindset a little bit. Like, you know, there's people there. um, It's actually not that hard. Just keep going, I guess. I know it sounds cliche, but, like, once we were in it and we were... 12, 13, 14, 15 hours in, it was just another round, another, another rep, another another k. You just like kept going. Like I guess, you hear people talk about that. You know, one more step, or you know, if you can just keep putting one foot in front of the other. Um. And don't get me wrong. It sounds really really cliche, but like it's it's true. Um. If you can just keep going, it's it's really amazing what what the mind can do. Um. I was. Yeah, I didn't know what was going to give in first, whether whether it was going to be the mind or the body. Um, and lucky enough, it was it was neither. We got we completed it in the end, so it kind of makes me think how how much more we can push it, or what can we do before you fully collapse or give in. Like, at no point did I think when we did this challenge we were um, we were going to say well, we're going to quit. Like, there that was, that was not an option. We're never going to quit. We're never going to, you know, throw in the towel or or not keep going. Like, we're always going to finish it. Whether we did 50 rounds, whether we did 30, we're always going to get it done. Um, so, quitting wasn't an option at, at all. So, yeah, it makes me, really makes me think, you know, the body will, will give in first before the mind, but people don't push it to that far because their mind tells them that something's hard or, or you're hurting.
0: Mm. We're built for comfort. Yeah. well, we're, we're genuinely built for comfort. Like you think about everything that's happened over the last millions and millions and millions of years, right? From caveman days to whatever it is, everything has been about finding an easier way to do things, right? So so naturally as human beings, we're ingrained to just find the path of least resistance. Like, so it was, it's actually nice to kind of go the other way. and, say, Oh, well, I'm deliberately going to do something hard just to see what happens. It's it, exciting.
1: It, it was like... Like we said before, was like a kid on Christmas. Like, once we fully planned it out and we had the date set and we knew what we were going to do and people knew what we were going to do, like, that really excited me. And I was like, mm. when we started, like, when we started, I was like, this is unreal. And like, when we had the counter from the 24 hours all the way down to, to when we got to zero, it was like, when we started, I wanted it to be, you know, six, five hours to go because like I wanted to know what I would be like at that point in the challenge. Mm. And it was, yeah, like, it was such a good experience in the end.
0: Mm. That was the thing, like I kind of finished, it was like, all right, okay, we're done. That was it. There wasn't like a, a massive outpouring of emotion or it wasn't like, oh my God, thank oh God we're done. <laughs> it was like, a, all right, cool. That's that checked off. Let's go find something else to do. Like mm-hmm. that. Did, did, yeah. your, did your head start thinking ahead already? Yeah. Yep. It was, it was, it was funny, like, I reckon even from with like two hours to go I'm like ah oh, like cool we, we've checked this off and oh, I was the same as you like everyone asks oh what's your plan like are you doing this are you doing that and even because your old man's done how I man's has he done yeah he's um
1: he's a bit of a freak actually he's got a pretty good roof he's done sorry if I'm wrong Dave he's done seven I man I think he's done three uh ultra I think he's done 300k ultras um He's done a few other ultras, um, which is just more than the marathon. He's done a few fifties and that kind of thing. Um, he's done ten or eleven Melbourne marathons, so he's a Spartan. Um, yeah, he's got a few other bits and pieces here, but they're they're the, they're the top ones. Um, so he's
0: got he's got he's got endurance experience, put it that way.
1: He does, but he's also got the mindset for that too. Like a lot of people may not know, or he he played badminton for Australia. Um, so he went to the Commonwealth Games um, and played doubles for, for Australia and he also went to the Olympics and, and helped coach as well so he's definitely got that mental resilience and mindset which I guess I look at and admire a lot um, and want to take from him I guess in my own kind of way put that into, into my lifestyle and training more so in the sporting and gym physical aspect of things like Um. It's a bit easier because i enjoy that kind of stuff like in the gym and, and doing things that are, that are difficult but when you kind of mix the two together yeah it's i know good good match <laughs> mm,
0: absolutely but i mean you've, you've had that resource to kind of draw on too so yeah. when it comes to like because i remember you flicking me a text was like oh well yeah dad's done x y and z he's like this is how you, he suggested this is how you attack your nutrition and that kind of thing and here i am walking in game day with a box of Fruit Loops and, and, a six, and a four pack of Red Bull under my arm just like alright let's go yeah. <laughs> just to see how it goes but so he he actually had did he give you much advice on the leading? Uh,
1: a little bit yeah I guess not so much about you know how what are you going to do like how are you going to go about it it was more so you know you should be you should be eating this you should be drinking this you should make sure that your fluids are up your electrolytes are up um, having things that are high in salt, you know, all those, all those little bits and pieces that, um, helped me along. Like even when he was here, he's like, make sure you drink and, you know, have some Coke, you know, have some caffeine make sure you're doing this, this, and this, and this. It wasn't, wasn't really the, like you need to, I don't know, like don't give in, you know, that kind of thing. Like, cause I already know that from him. Like I've got that from him. I know that's where it's going to be. I guess the, the point in the, in the AM part where it kind of got that stage where it started to get really difficult like not that we're going to give in or quit but you could see it, it started to get really hard um, my body was you know obviously just stuffed and knackered but just little little bits from him really picked me up like just you know little bits like just come on you know um, I just keep going just little bits from him really sparked me like he doesn't need to say a whole lot because I just know that you know, that from him will just get me just get me
0: going again like yeah
1: it was very very simple
0: mm. it, was, it was good like I mean, it goes back to the support crew we had too which was great but I just remember in the lead up like everyone would be asking it was "Like, oh, what's your plan what's your plan what's your plan and like my response to all of them was like well I'm just going to start then I'm going to survive and I'm, then I'm going to finish it's and there's like, my game plan it's like oh yeah but you know so were you and Perksy taking it in turns or I was like nah so you're doing the whole thing? Yeah, whole 24 hours? Yeah, much like you. It's like, well, when are you planning on eating? Or oh, you eat during the 24 hours? Oh, yeah, but like, when? So like, I don't know, we'll sit on the bike and eat while, while we're on the bike? I'm like, well, oh, when are you going to sleep? It's like, come on, We'll sleep afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Which, funnily enough, like, I went down the Canteen just down the road here. Um, and Mick, the guy who owns it, is like, absolute legend of a guy. That's our local anyway. So if you are in the Geelong area, hit up Canteen. Up on Fines Road, unbelievable little cafe. But I went there afterwards and I was dead set falling asleep in my eggs. I was hungry and I got there and it was like once 9am hit, it was like, oh, cool. And my body was just like, yep, sweet, you're done. <laughs> yeah, done. Like, I was sitting there just like nodding off in, in my breakfast. And he came over and was like, mate, like, how are you getting home? And I'm like, well, I'm to drive home because I drove to work on the Friday, right? It's a Friday to Saturday. So, I didn't have really any... I mean, Steph would have come down and picked me up if she had to, but... I'm like, nah, my car's here, I'll just go, I'll just drive home. He's like, dude, if you want, just like hang around it, I'll finish work and I'll drive you home. I'm like, nah nah, it's all good, it's all good. And I I got home. I got actually got back to, to work and had a twenty minute nap in the office, which dead said was a literal life savings and I woke up, splashed cold water in my face, I'm like, yeah, I'm sweet. Drove home, not a worry in the world. Um so yeah, it's a big a big advertisement for uh for power naps. Um definitely be safe on the roads. Um, but it was funny just hearing people just ask what the, what the whole game plan was. Um, and I think that one of the best parts about the lead up was just seeing everybody's reaction. Like, yeah. and you would have been the same. I mean, they, they go, I was like, oh, what's the, What are you doing? And we'd explain what we're doing. And they'd be like, Oh, no, nah, no way. You guys are fucking insane. Like was who's unfair, doing that man. stuff? Like, and it was like every one of those that you kind of come across and there would have been, you know, Oh North of 50 conversations in the lead up that went to that, yeah, and probably followed that route. Every little one of them was just like a little bit of added fuel to the fire. Like, it's like, it oh, it well, yeah, no one thinks we can do it,
1: made it more exciting, I guess. Yeah, like, yeah, when you hear that from others, or you get the oh, I could, I could never do that. It's like, why not? Mm. I don't like, I understand why not, but like, why? you might not want to do it fair enough but like if you had to do it like if you had to do it whatever circumstance like you could probably do it you could actually get through it Mm. um i guess that's where you got to take that kind of mindset and put it to whatever training or whatever it is you're doing um and yeah use that as as a bit of fuel or Motivation, I don't know, discipline, mm. um, and just get through it. Like when they said, you know, I could never do that, it'd be like,
0: Why well, you could, you just, just don't want it. You just don't want to. Yeah. Or your mind is telling you you can't. Mm. That was the thing, like, I kind of see all these little things, like these personal challenges that, that I try and, you know, step up and do. Um, They tend to kind of just grow out of boredom, to be honest, but like I see people do crazy things I'm like well you know everything that I've done up to this point in some person's eyes it's incredible um but I kind of look at it and stack it up to the top of the top of the top like your yeah your David Goggins and your, your James Lawrence's and your Sean Conway's and, and those guys who have just done like they're, they're arguably the, the toughest people on the, on the planet um in that and there's heaps there's and heaps and heaps and heaps and heaps of others. But I look at that and I'm like, wow, this is nothing. Like, you know, you see those go out on three or four or five or six day operations, if not longer. No sleep, no food, no water. They had to go through their, their brains, are going to be switched on their life or death situations. I was like, man, I'm just sitting on an exercise bike for 24 hours. It's nothing. Yeah. Like, I think perspective is everything. And, you know, I like to come up with something that's like, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Let's try that. Yeah. And it's one of those things where if, if I start it, I just got to start it. Yeah. Like Once you and, start it, you have to finish it. Yeah, like that's it. And the, the hardest part of everything is just, just just toeing the line and then starting and getting going. And then once you get going, like the rest is easy. Like you think about every single thing that you've ever done and the beep test is a perfect example. Like you wind it back all the way through high school. Every time the beep test rolled up, everybody's shitting themselves, <laughs> right? They're standing on the baseline of the, of the grasshopper court Ready to go. And they're like, oh, I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it. And as soon as it starts, everyone's like, oh, we're in it now. And they just keep going. Like, that's it. All the, all the nerves, all the anxiety goes out the window. And then you're away. Like That was always, like, that was me as a kid too. Like I hated running growing up. Like,
1: kind of didn't want to put in the work, but wanted the results. And it's not until you get to that point where it's, you kind of got to figure out if you don't do the work. Can't expect the result that you want. Mm. Like, I'm not saying I've got every result I ever wanted, but it's kind of taking that mindset into. Well, that's the end goal. That's where I want to want to get to. You know, in a sporting or a physical concept, like you've got to put in the work to get there. um Like I, I love seeing people do hard shit. I like, I've frothed that stuff. Like you know, yeah, the David Goggins and, and all that kind of stuff, and. Seeing all the challenges and all the runs and, you know, gym stuff that people do. Like, I love seeing people do stuff that looks really hard because, like, it's impressive. And majority of people look at that and go, that's awesome, that's sick, but I couldn't do that. It's so, like, you want to get to a point where you can look at that and yeah, that's sick, I want to give that a go. Mm. Like, not that I could never do that. I want to I want to try that. You know, you might not be able to do it, but if you keep at it, you might be able to, be able to do it. It's so, like, when people want to run a marathon, like... Not many people can just go out and run a marathon. Like it's pretty hard. Mm. I, I tried that. It, it's hard. <laughs> I've I've done I've done a couple, but um, I did one in in lockdown with with my housemate at the time, and it was his first, and it was kind of like, um, you know, we, we did the radius. We didn't we didn't go all out. We we got the forty two. We got to like twenty. We got to talk and came back, which is twenty one and twenty one um, at the time, but yeah it was his, his first um, and we just went out with, with no training and it, it was hard but like when people say they want to do something like that and you know, I want to do a marathon it's like you actually can do it like you you actually can mm. you might not be able to do it now but if you put in the work you'll be able to do a marathon and like I talk about running and like that kind of stuff with, with a lot of people and um, I get that a little bit from I guess the couple ultras and, and hard like longer running sessions than that, that I've done it's like people say they love to do a marathon one day and it's like just go out and do it like just train and, and give it a go um whether you start with a half or you build up to it it's like it's actually not impossible
0: mm. well that's the thing like people I don't know whether it's a whether it's a they're not wanting to put themselves out there whether it's a, a fear of failure whether it's a fear of you know other people's opinions on that failure like or they just just don't like hard work or they're just they're just too scared of discomfort like you know that i'll get a theory right that's like you dig into everyone says oh yeah he's going through some growing pains like that kind of thing new business comes up oh he's just got growing pains you know what i mean like like, 10-year-old, 10-year-old kid comes up, he's like, oh, geez, this is sore, this is sore. He's like, oh, parents are like, hey, just going through growing pains. Like, that's the point. Like, if you dig into that term, growing pains, it's like, if you want to grow, you need to experience some form of pain. Like, whether it is in business, whether it is, you know, physically, literally growing up and maturing, or, you know, relationships, or... Whatever it is, like if you want to grow and you want to get better, you got to put yourself in uncomfortable situations, experience something that's not, yeah, that's probably not real enjoyable, and and because you know that if you do that, you're gonna get better from it. So, I, I love that term, growing pains. And people get to a stage of life where they're just like, you know what, I just don't really want to do it anymore, or they're just too scared to do it in the first place because it, you know, they know it's gonna take them so far out of their comfort zone that maybe that's the fear of the unknown as well. I don't know. I mean, each person's different, but like, I think if you, if you want to, like I'm, you, if I'm share the same opinion as you, like if you want to do something or you think, Oh geez, that might be cool. Well, just do it. Like, like stop talking about it. And just go and have a crack at it. And if you fail, cool. You know where you're at. It's like, yep, yeah, perfect. I want to run a marathon. For example, I don't want to run a marathon. And that is like far away from, from what I want to do at the moment. It's actually pause this conversation for a second the only time I reckon or the next time if I do run a marathon I reckon it'll be at the end of an Ironman Triathlon because I would much rather do the swim and the bike leading into the run to say it's just been one thing rather than just focus on the run because I hate the run (laughs) like give me the bike and the swim first and I'll just do all that and the run's just like oh cool i have just got to get through this to finish the bike the uh, bike and the swim but I don't know it's a weird way of thinking about it but if you're gonna start something, just commit. I think. Like, I mean, if you, because then you know where you're at. And if you, I think once you once you work out where you're at, then you know where you got to go. Like, I don't know. I've kind of waffled on a little bit there and went around in circles a couple of times, but in my head it makes sense. <laughs> I don't know. Um. All right. Wind it back to the challenge. I thought I lost you a couple of times. Like there was there was time. So my. I remember you asking me, "It's like when do you reckon the hardest point's going to be?" And that was about six thirty to seven pm on the Friday night, and I said, "I reckon we've gone past it." Now that was just me, yeah, because I got to the point where it was about about five thirty, and I clearly hadn't eaten enough, and there was one loop on the run, and all your crew were here. And they were out running along along with us. And there was one where I'm like, man, I'm I'm working. I'm working. And we stopped for dinner, like, just after that. And I think my brother came in and, and a couple of mates came in and bought pizzas and, like, G-bought all the donuts in. And um, I had, like, a couple of bowls of pasta with me and just smashed it. Like, just smashed that, like, bowl of pasta, like, three slices of pizza, you know, Maybe glass of Coke, heap of water, a heap of, um, hydrolyte, like just, just reloaded. Right. Um, and then we walked a loop. I got back and I'm like, man, I'm, I'm good. Like I'm rolling now. Like that was a, a full, like back at the servo, recharge the batteries and away we go. Um, that was, yeah, that was brilliant. And I felt like I got over the hump then. Yeah. But there was times where I looked over at you after that. Yeah. And I'll, you're on the rower and I'm like talking to you and you had a towel over your head, you had your hat on. And this is like pitch black darkness outside, so there's no reason to be wearing a hat. And I'm like, oh, Perkins is in a bad place. He's got the full blinkers on, like not talking to anybody. He wasn't even responding to me, but you, the rower was still ticking. So I'm like, oh, well, he must still be going. The moment he falls off the rower, then I'll be concerned. But like...
1: I remember asking you that when when you think the hardest point is... In- you saying you think it's already been... Well, I remember thinking, I don't think it's come yet. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like I did have that little patch at, at 7.30 and then, um, yeah, all, all the boys kind of helped me get through that. That was just a little point where I was like, oh, yeah, maybe it's, it's come on now, but... Um, it was yeah. one
0: about 4 a.m. where I thought this might be yeah. the Perksy.
1: Yeah, around, around that, yeah, 3, 4 a.m. mark, it got to the point where I was like, I'm over this. I just want it to be nine AM. Um, like, not that I was gonna quit, but I just had enough. I was sick of it. I was like, this is, it's getting a bit boring now. It's getting repetitive. It's pitch black darkness. Do you, me, will in here? You know, there's no one else around. Like, literally, could stop and no one would know. And then when sun rocked in, we could just say, yeah, we'll, we'll still go. Like, no one would know. But that. Yeah, that little that little patch got hard, um, but then just I don't know pushing through that and then just getting getting back onto the run, getting back inside. Um, we kind of had our little checkpoints uh, for say where we kind of just we had that time banked up, so we were able to kick our feet up a little bit for you know five minutes or so and then get back to work like that. The AM part was really hard. I remember looking at the, the countdown where the whiteboard that Georgia wrote for us every hour, you know, someone knew got to rub off that hour and put how long we had left. You know, we had 10 hours left, so I'm going to rub it off and put nine. And then getting to nine was like an awesome achievement. Like we're back into sing, single digits, like that's sick. And then I remember looking at the whiteboard like half an hour later and like going, yeah, single digits, but we've still got nine hours. Like nine hours is a long time doing anything, and we've still got nine hours of this to go, and that's when I was just like, "I'm um, oh, this it's gonna
0: be a bit of a drag." Yeah, <laughs> did you get through it? Like we we put yourself, oh take us under the towel, mate. So to paint you a word picture, it was probably about three thirty four a.m. I just we we'd come in off the run, we'd sort of just tick the legs over on the bike like we always did. Um, got on the rower. I saw you shotgun at Red Bull. Um, the tower was went over your head, so we couldn't see a single inch of your face. And then you had your hat on to make sure the tower didn't come off your face. Yep. And then you just started rowing. I don't know whether it was a sneaky way of you just to try to catch a quick bit of shadow under there, but yeah, you, you you were completely closed off to everything around you. I started I tried to was like Perks you good and you didn't give me anything I asked again still nothing I'm like alright hint taken you do you I'll see it see it at the run um yeah take us under the towel where were you um
1: yeah I guess it was kind of like just needed to be within myself um that was a point where it kind of started to get really hard um Physically, it was hard, but that's when the mental part kind of kicked in, which I wasn't really expecting. Like, I thought, if anything, it'd be more physical, but my mental side of things would be okay. I'd be fine mentally. It'd just be my body. That'd be shutting down a little bit or getting really, really fatigued and sore. But when the mental side came into it, it kind of shocked me a little bit. It started, like, it put a little bit of doubt in my head. Um... Like, I knew we are never going to quit, but it, when that little bit of doubt came in, it was kind of scary. It was like, oh, are you going to keep going? Or are you not? So, I know, looking dumb and putting the towel in my head and the, the bucket hat was kind of getting into my own space, my own bubble, and just getting through it. Like, I would have felt so, so shit if I just quit. Like, there wouldn't have been a worse feeling if I just quit. Like, I'm, I felt shit in the moment. But I would have felt so, so shit later on if I just quit. And I guess that three, four-minute period where I just had the towel on and just rode and then just made Will tell me when the K was finished, that little bit of time kind of sparked me back up again. And then moving from that to the ski and then just getting the ski done, like that little five, ten-minute period where... I was just with myself, made me get through, and then from there going into the run, it was like, all right, you've snapped out of that little bitch moment, and you've just resurrected yourself a bit and just keep going. (laughs)
0: Little bitch moment. Like yeah, I
1: guess (laughs) you know negative self talk and positive self talk works different for people, and like for me, I still try and work out what's best because at times i work better with you know calling myself a little bitch and i'm you know i'm not working hard like you think you're working hard but you're actually not which kind of gets me like angry i guess and just keep training but then there's times where you need a bit of positive self-talk it's like you're actually doing it right you just got to keep going and just keep moving forward but there's like that bit of time there and i just needed to get myself right and then just switch off from that and just like Stop being a bitch and just keep going, really. Because mm. at the end of the day, you just can you can keep going. Mm.
0: It's funny though, isn't it? Just that was the thing. I was like, as long as I can keep putting one foot in front of the other, I'm good. Yeah. Like so it. Yeah, you have those. And it's like any big challenge. You have those moments where the, you that little angel and that little devil are on your shoulder, kind of going toe to toe, and you sort of have to work out which one you're listening to. Yeah, like totally you good. go under the towel. I was like, all right. Lay Lay down your cases to me. And you're sitting there. It's like, all right, your turn to talk. Now your turn to talk. And then you're just sort of just in there, just bouncing around in your own head. And all of a sudden it's like, you know what? Appreciate your conversation, but I'm going this way. And you kind of dig your... You talk yourself out of the hole. I think it's like... It's such a powerful tool to have in the toolbox. Like if you can... Stuff gets hard. If you can kind of understand that, yeah, when it gets hard, your mind will naturally start to play tricks on you. And yeah. if you can... Like, just acknowledge that and go, all right, this is the moment. This is where that, that, that moment is hit, where it's that a conversation is going to be had. And which way do I go off that conversation? Do I take the easy way out as this, this like, on one side of the path is, is trying to get me to lead? Is, that's the path that they're trying to lead me down? Or do I acknowledge that? I'm like, nah, cool, you go that way. I'm sticking it out and going this way, like you come across moments like that every day and if the moment you can stop and actually acknowledge that, I think it becomes easier to navigate, but it's cool. It's cool. I was fortunate enough. I actually didn't have any of those moments. Um, I got to the point where I'm like, yeah, this is kind of annoying. Yeah. But it was never to the point where I was like, Oh yeah, you could quit. Um, maybe it's the difference. Like, like my wife and I, Steph and I were talking about this afterwards like you don't have kids where I've got two kids <laughs> yeah, and two young kids and like I heard, I don't know who I heard it from, but someone likened having kids to being in the military and the person that actually said that was in the military. So he's actually got some, he's got a reference point here, but you kind of, you're resting, but you're never really properly resting. Like your, your ears are always half open or your eyes are always half open or you're kind of switched on. Like I could go to bed and I could be in the deepest sleep ever, right? But I'll just hear all the air make a noise about 2 a.m. and bang, my eyes are snapped open and I'm like, I'm, I'm ready to go. Like, it'll basically be me rolling over having a look at the baby on I was like, no, nah, you're cool, and back out. But like, you're always kind of switched on. So I don't know whether it's the fact of lack of sleep hit us differently or I'm just like well you know I'm used to kind of being on non-stop anyway that it made it easy to navigate but I was lucky that I didn't actually have many of those moments where I'm like yeah this is this is like really 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 tough Um my really 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 tough happened when I just didn't eat enough yeah I just ran out of fuel and then just smashed everything I could possibly find another side <laughs> I kept going but I guess you gotta find that
1: motivational tool that works for you. Like I guess obviously you're, you're a dad. Um you know when you when you go through something hard, like if you think about your kids, I imagine you could just switch it on and whatever it is you're doing, just finish it. Whether it's something hard if you think about them you could get it done. I guess people need to find that, not everyone has kids, like I don't have kids, but you need to find something you can switch to or think about that'll get you through it um and I guess like for me it's, it's not letting me go down like whether what what he's done with his sport and, and how he goes about um his fitness stuff but like that's like I admire that a lot and for me when I do my physical sport fitness whatever it is that's what I look to I'm like well whatever I've done He's probably done something way harder than that. So, cool. What am I bitching and crying about? Just finish it and get it done. So, I guess people need something to to think about or have something in the back of their head that they can reach for and pull out when it does get hard and use that as fuel. Something that'll, you know, get them sad, get them happy, get them angry, whatever it is, but reach for it and grab it when you're in that, in that hole and... You know, I'm guaranteed it'll get you out of that hole. Mm. And like if it, it doesn't, then it's probably not the right tool. But if you think of something that deep, it'll it'll work. Mm.
0: How was it wrapping it up for you? And like roll, rolling in, yeah, like sort of rounding rounding the corner on the run back in through the doors. And um, I know for me, it was it was pretty cool, like because Steph and Al and Hedda came back and sort of running through you know there's a a small crowd of people going yeah woo and cheering for us on the way back through but that was that was pretty cool how was it wrapping that up
1: uh it was it was sick having everyone there it was sad that we finished because it was like such a long process process and experience that we you know did together and accomplished I guess finishing it was I know it was kind of a a relief, I guess. In the end, it was kind of like now, what we've like we just stopped now, or Mm. like it was just so much going on. Like when people ask, how was it or what was it like, it was I always say it was like a roller coaster, really. Like we had well, I had so many ups, I had so many downs, and then I'd be up again, I'd be down, then I'd be feeling meh, and then I'd be feeling good, and I'm feeling shit, and. It was literally like that the whole time. So, like, when we got to the end and everyone started rounding up for that finish line or walking through the door to finish it, it was like, I don't really know how to feel <laughs> on
0: the finish. Yeah. I was a bit the same. Like, I'd, we'd wrap it up and I was like, okay, this is, yep, cool. Good job, Perks. Where to go check that box. And I kind of looked around. I'm like, all right. Hmm. Now, now what? Now what do we do? <laughs> now I just I lay down. Arlo oh, came and laid down next to me. I just put my legs up for a bit. And I'm like, all right, cool. I can do this now. Um, it was cool seeing everyone there, though. It was. was it sweet. was awesome, mate. The support we had was was unreal. It was unreal. But then I finished and I'm like, oh, pretty tired. Then I was like, now I'm pretty hungry. And then I went and ate, went and slept. How were you for the next the next few days? Like that that Saturday afternoon, I was just rubbish. Like I got home and then we drove straight out to, to my in-laws, which was about a, from homes about a two hour drive. So I slept for about an hour in the car on the way up. Um, and then I got to, got to bed early that night. I wasn't moving real well. Like I was pretty proppy the, the entire day. Um, Sunday was still fairly proppy, but, but a little bit better. Got another good night's sleep in Sunday night. Monday was stiff. Tuesday was good like by Tuesday I was back to normal like in the gym doing my thing like rolling that way we were a bit the same? Yeah
1: when uh, when we went home I was lucky enough Georgia drove but like as soon as I got in the car I pretty much fell asleep and then woke up back at home um, legs were really sore like getting into bed I, I really struggled to sleep I was like napping on and off during the day because my legs were so sore but then the next day I was fine like I actually went to the gym the next day that night and my body felt quite good, like I was surprised how well I actually pulled up like I had like I was obviously sore the day of and the next morning um, and just had a little bit of lingering fatigue but I actually pulled up fine Um, the next weekend uh, it was the 22nd of December um, and my my grandfather passed away the the year prior um, and that was his his birthday on the 22nd every year Um, me and dad do just do a, a a half half marathon, just and this year, um, oh the year just gone. We decided to do twenty two, um, just in memory of him and kind of make that more more of a tradition now. So we did the half, you know, last three years, but this year we were like, right, let's let's just do twenty two for Dara and get that done. Um, and I think I got to 20, 20 k's, and then my knee, well, I, it was like, nah no more like we knee kind of really spasmed out and got to 21 and we had to walk the last K because yeah. that's when my body was like yeah it's, it's hurting yeah
0: Well, we are sort of rolling into a half marathon a week after doing running 55 K along with everything else that we did oh probably not real smart <laughs> but nah there's, there's, there's a bigger picture of play though so yeah. I get why you did it for sure
1: yeah uh, No, nah, it was cool Why. Like, yeah, not surprisingly, my body was actually okay.
0: Mm. What was the best bit for you? Ooh. Uh,
1: there was a few. Um, had a few best bits throughout the whole thing. Like, little things, like, George bringing the donuts was, was pretty big. Um, your mates coming down from Ballarat and and, and boys from the footy club. Um, having Seco in there during the AM was, was cool. Just having, you know, that's that support for... You know, the period of time that he was there for was, was pretty massive. Having movies on, watching the basketball, like, that was pretty cool. Um, the pizza, pizza was cool.
0: That was cool. Yeah. The theme song. Theme Yeah. Theme I don't song know, because was... we ended up running like, we ended up running like, oh, how many yeah games did we watch? So the first game tipped off at what? 11.30? Yeah, in I reckon Boston, we Boston and three. Cleveland tipped off at 11.30. I reckon we watched 3 or 4. And for anyone that's got ESPN would know that, that New Balance are pretty heavily involved with the NBA. And you got Kawhi, you've got uh, Jamal Murray. Uh, Jack is or something. Jack Arlo was in there as well. But there's that New Balance ad rolling through. Um, so that played like... Oh, that played... Went back-to-back as oh a mate the there was, yeah, was a couple of times we went back-to-back because we we're on NBA League Pass so it rolled through a number of times for anybody that doesn't understand or doesn't know what song we're talking about this might jog a few memories.
1: oh yeah well that was in my head yeah
0: that became their theme song and that that Christmas Christmas party our work breakup that we had like a week later we were just running around just yelling that out to each other from across the room which is brilliant but like there was times where it was like 3am and we're out in this little trot up the road and we're not talking with each other we haven't said a word to each other for like two or three minutes and then all of a sudden one of us yell out hey you (laughs) and we just started singing along like that was that was actually pretty cool um that was a, a pretty cool, a pretty cool little moment that I took out of it all. Um,
1: the button was cool.
0: The button was cool. The so our run course ran from the gym. We ran around our building, up the street, and it finished at a set of traffic lights. And because the uh, where the traffic lights were situated, there was no no traffic whatsoever. So every time we hit the little pedestrian pedestrian crossing button, it would just pinging at that green man straight away, right? So at the end of every one, we we saw it on the first one, I was like, yeah, we'll make that a turnaround point, like a little throwaway comment that we didn't really think much of. And we hit the button and you see the and turn around and run back. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then lap two, we hit it again. Lap three, we hit it again. Lap four, we hit it again. Lap 24, lap 25, lap 40, 45. And and every time we hit it, there was just a little bit more energy out of it. like. And then people were coming on the run and was like, Oh, right, who's hitting the button? Someone like turn, yeah. yeah. like we just nominated someone to hit it and then they'd go up and, and smack the button and the green man'd drop and and ping us along for the for the turnaround point and everyone would cheer and, and give a bit of a yell, which was which was really cool. And the last time on lap fifty five when we hit it everyone kinda of went nuts, which was actually pretty cool and gave us a nice kick in the ass for the, that run home too, which was fun. But it's funny how you kinda of think about all these little things prior to it and the big things to take away aren't actually that big at all like pushing a button or an ad on a tv like they become the big moments i reckon that was for me that was really really special it's
1: funny though it's when you when you enter that i guess that mindset or that pain that you're in something like that can just be so big like yeah like you said it's such a small thing but when you're hurting like that and anything small can really spark you up. Mm. That was a real, real big pick-up. Mm. It just got us, got us through, entertained us for a little bit.
0: And... <laughs> that, was, that was probably it, because it was like, man, it's just getting boring, like little bits of entertainment. We just run like, hey, you. <laughs> just start yelling out, just for just, yeah, to give us a bit of a laugh and a bit of entertainment along the way. That was cool. But for me, the support was the biggest thing, mate. Like, I genuinely didn't think, you know, 11, 11.30 midnight, we'd have you know, 20, 25 people around us in the gym, if not more, like, yeah, that was, that was cool, that was cool, um, and that was actually, it came probably at a pretty opportune time, because that was past the halfway mark, and, and once midnight hit, we had nine hours to go, so it went from, you know, single or double digits to single digits, and a few little milestones in one, and it felt like we really kind of got, like, I think, cracked through the wall of it, yeah, um, yeah. And then everybody left and we're like, well, yeah, we've still got a fair way to go. <laughs> <laughs> but that was, I think the support was cool and, you know, having people kind of reach out and think, man, this is pretty cool. And even afterwards, like, not that we do it for our own, you know, to get pat on the back or whatever it is, but like, I think afterwards, I think it's, um, yeah, it's been, been pretty cool. Um, you got anything on your mind for up next, Perks?
1: Uh, yeah, I want to do an Ironman. Man. That's um that's a big one I kinda of wanna to, wanna to, wanna tick off. Um not sure when I'll I'll do it and plan for it. It's kinda it's kinda of, kind of hard with, with footy and kinda of redevoting really myself to it. That's that's the one I wanna tick off. Um love to do hundred K. Obviously these these are all things my old man's done. But yeah, love love to do a hundred K run. Um and the one that he he hasn't done is a hundred mile which is which is 160 so long long term down the track I'd love to do 100 mile um, but short term I'd love to take off the, the 100 and an Ironman probably the, the Ironman before the 100 yeah about uh, you?
0: me uh, yeah Ironman an Ironman triathlon is definitely on the bucket list um, I looked at the Ultraman I looked at the Ultraman Ultraman triathlon which is Oh, I don't even remember the distances I think it's done over three days um, in Hawaii so it's a I think it's a 10k swim Dang. on day one it's a what is it it might be like a f- 400k ride nah 360k ride maybe on day two, and a double marathon to eighty four. On day three, yeah, solid. That is solid. Um, for someone that doesn't even want to run a marathon straight, it's probably pretty probably silly. Big but big jump. Yeah, it's a big jump. But I'll, I'll I'll check, try and check off the Ironman first, and then work it out from there. But um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't tend to think of these things, they're just popping in my head and me being me, i was just like, yeah, that'll do, I'll do that. That
1: was the best part of, of organising, it was our small conversation of, what do you reckon? Mm. Like, yeah, didn't really take too much convincing. <laughs> uh, we didn't train together either, that was the thing. No.
0: Like, I reckon we better have had like two training sessions together and those training sessions have been like 45 minutes. Oh, no, we did one for, like, 90 minutes. We knocked out, like, five loops. Like, yeah, we'll be fine. Yeah. That's easy. So we did a 90-minute training session. Like, nah, it was, that was pretty crazy. That was the other
1: question people ask is is how do you train for it? It's like, you kind of just got to just do it, really. Like, it's hard. It's hard. Like, you can't just go out and do a 12-hour session for it to prep yourself because it's probably going to smash your body. So it was kind of, like, get familiar with the individual... Um, Bits of equipment that we're going to sit on for majority of the time, and then just hopefully it all goes well on the day.
0: Mm. Well, that was it. Like, how do you prep for that? I mean, I'll, I had the idea of doing like, oh yeah, I'll try and find like a time where I can do like a six hour block or an eight hour block or something like that, just to see how I pull up. Um, then I had a three week trip to the United States in there, where the first week was okay. I got a little bit done on the rower, but, but there was no more than no more than an hour. <laughs> Um, and that was for the first week. The last two weeks did absolutely nothing. Rolled back in, got reacquainted with the ergos. I'm like, well, oh well, here I am. Yeah, I was wondering how
1: you how you're going to come back from from the trip.
0: Yeah, I was pretty pretty cooked to be honest. I was pretty tired, but I'm like, well, like you said, I mean, we're in it, so just start. Like, as long as I start, I'll be okay. Yeah, and, and here we are. So, mate, um, awesome talking to you. I want to hit with. Three questions just to wrap this up, like I, I tend to wrap most conversations up like this. Um, relatively simple questions, but they don't, they're not necessarily simple answers. Yep. Um, when question number one is when, when do you feel you're at your best?
1: I'm feeling at like my best. Um. Probably when I'm when I'm challenged. I guess I always i know just my thought process and mindset is i always bring things back to a sporting or physical concept so like when you ask me that the first thing i think about is you know training like whether i'm in in the gym or running or whatever it may be i always think like how can i get the best out of myself from that it's usually when things are hard or when um Yeah, when people kind of quit, it's kind of more fuel to the fire to keep going. I guess, yeah, that's probably where
0: I see that. Mm. On the flip side, when do you feel like you're at your worst?
1: Probably when I don't have the support around me. Um, As much as I'm a very private person, having the support base around me is, is very important. I'm very... Particular with who I like to spend my time with and who I can, you know, like we said, I said, for who we really trust and who's in your corner. So people that um, I deem is in my corner, I really, you know, trust them and put a lot of time into them. So probably when I'm at my worst is when I'm not surrounded by those those people.
0: Mm. Yeah, for sure. It does. It does make life. If you, if you feel like you're out on an island, um, it does, uh, become a little bit more trying going through day-to-day stuff, doesn't it? Yep. All right. Lastly, what's a, what's a non-negotiable for you? Wake up, feed at the floor in the morning, something you got, you got absolute non-negotiable for that day, every day. Something physical.
1: Gym, run, steps in, something. Like I really struggle to not do something physical based like I couldn't just sit on the couch all day and watch TV like but it's yeah go to the gym kick a footy with a mate shoot basketball with a mate get me steps in with with George for the day or yeah just something physical and I guess that's just because I enjoy it Mm. yeah that's that's a non-negotiable for me
0: yeah cool love it Mate, the debrief has happened. Um, it is genuinely the most we've spoken about the twenty four hours. Um, we've definitely spoken more today than we did in the lead up. Yep. Definitely spoken more today than we did probably during the 24 yeah, probably during <laughs> twenty four <now>. hours. <laughs> <laughs> um, and definitely spoken more today than we have after it. So, it was cool, mate. It was cool to to, to bounce stuff off you and, and see how it all pans out. But, um, no, nah, mate, it was it was an honour and it was a pleasure to, to dive into the pain cave with you, mate. And. Seems like we both want to do an eye man. That might be our next little venture. I reckon together. Could be, yeah. Could be. Perks, it's been a pleasure, mate. Appreciate Thanks, mate. your time.
1: Appreciate having me on.